Oh my gosh, hi. It's me, Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture. Well, because it's the one we get, you know, the most up in our angry feelings about. Now, <laughs> to this end, Troubled Waters pits a pair of entertainers against one another in a pop culture battle royale. A pop culture to the ego death, whatever, whatever suits you to win this battle. Each guest will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the great comebacks that came to them just a moment too late to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title pundit emeritus, which will automatically give their opinion on who should star in the eventual sci-fi original movie, Hurricane, more weight than a civilian's. I mean, it feel like, is Ian Zeering too tied into the Sharknado brand? Because it feels <laughs> kind of perfect for him. We'll get into it. You're listening to Troubled Waters. meet our guests. Our first contestant hosts the show Comfort Creatures here on Maximum Fun. It is the great Alexis Preston. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back. How are you? How was your, how was your, uh, how was your Hillary? Oh, it was, um, to be honest, I think I overprepared. We charged sure, the walkie-talkies for nothing, yeah. is how I felt. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they're charged now, so that is great. something nice. Great. Great. Yeah. You got through it unscathed. No damage. Unscathed. No damage. Good. Yeah. Good. Our second contestant hosts the podcast. You are good. It's Alex Steed. Welcome, Alex. Hello. Thank you so much. This is my worst nightmare as a trivia show, but I heard it was a trivia show hosted by Dave Holmes, and I was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for overcoming uh, your your fears and your I'm trepidations. Just ter- it makes me so like like trivia nights at places where people go as teams and stuff it stresses me out so much but i am so eager and excited to reveal what i don't know about popular culture you will find that this is not it's it doesn't really reward knowledge so much (laughs) (laughs) there well i've listened listened to a bunch and now i'm very excited to be uh, to be involved in the canon good Good. you'll find (laughs) that style points are applied liberally Uh, so you don't so you don't do a a pub trivia no, I used to be obsessed with um, sort of movie and music and uh, pop culture trivia as a teen. And then once I crossed over into a person who has a fully white beard, I was like, oh, this just reveals what I don't know. Uh-huh. Okay. That can be, that can be difficult. That can be, totally. that can be hard. But I'm excited. I'm excited and eager to see what those things are. And I uh, listened to Alexis's show, knowing that we were going to be on the show together, and, and uh, was very happy to hear what she's doing. I love I love pets and conversations Aww. about them. So Thank yeah, this so is a really this has been a nice opportunity to learn. How about it? What a, what a wonderful energy you bring to the table, Alex Steed. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. All right. We have met our players. It is now time to see which of them has the better grasp of what really matters this week, pop culturally speaking. So players, if you're ready, you will now be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or perhaps overlooked story, person, event of the last week or two. Uh, Alexis, we'll start with you. Incredible. Okay. Monster hunters and researchers 
are conducting the largest search for the Loch Ness Monster in like 50 years. Um, it'll be this weekend. Um, and we they don't know yet how many people are coming, but so many people have agreed to help with this search for the Loch Ness Monster that they had to stop, a, like, they had to shut down the invite page because too many people were agreeing to come. Wow. Um, the investigators are breaking out all sorts of technology, including surveying equipment. Um, the Loch Ness Center says they have never used this in freshwater lake before. They've got drones. They've got infrared cameras. So this could be the week we determine once and for all if the Loch Ness Monster is real. Wow. Ooh. And what are your personal theories? I really hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I well, mean, we all hope so. But we like, all what, hope what do you so. Think? I've, there's some there's some great theories about like, oh, actually, that's a uh, a escaped elephant's tusk. Are all the mm-hmm. famous photos or a uh, mm-hmm. trunk? Not tusk. Trunk. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't it be so much better if it's just a Loch Ness monster? There's been apparently the uh, the first mentions of the Loch Ness monster are from like it's been like thousands of years. Uh-huh. So a little bit, I'm like, if we've been seeing this guy for that long, someone's in there. Might just be a big eel, but I'll take that. Okay. Okay. Maybe we should stop calling it a monster. Like maybe that's a little bit judgmental of us. The Loch Ness friend. The Loch Ness stranger who's a friend we haven't met or something. Yeah. (laughs) How about that? How about that? that? Okay. All right. A fine story. Can't wait to hear how that gets resolved. Alex Steed, how about you? I appreciate that Alexis brought depth to this conversation, both literally and uh, and figuratively. Um, I, on the other hand, am not going to do that. I am going to celebrate that. And just like that has been renewed for a third season. Okay. And I feel like, thank God, that's exactly right. Who knows who's going to write it? Who knows when it's going to happen? Who knows um, if anyone was writing what we saw so far? That's, you know what? <laughs> That's a great that's a great point. I love this show so much. I started watching before I watched Sex in the City and I've since watched Sex in the City. Um this show feels like a unhinged fever dream created by like a tepid fan. And uh I can't wait to see more. I, I okay. So hold on. Let me I'm going to I'm going to back up. Sure. You <laughs> you watched and just like that before having watched any of sex in the city. Yes. My friend and a podcast partner, Sarah Marshall loves sex in the city, loved that. And just like that was coming back and forever. I've been like, yeah, we'll find, we'll watch sex in the city. We'll watch sex in the city. But in just like that came before I had the opportunity to do so. So we kind of watched it as friends. And then I, I ended up catching up the back catalog as it were by uh, finding out what's going on with Sex in the City, which is obviously a tremendous and remarkable show, which makes a lot of people very frustrated about the existence of it just like that. Yeah. Okay. So what did you what did you think that you were watching for before you got familiar with the Sex in the City? Characters? Oh, I mean, you know, I uh, Sex in the City is so ingrained in the zeitgeist that like yeah. I know enough about it where like I had a sense of sort of who was who, what their personalities were, all of that. Like I have enough it was so in the ether for so long that I feel like it's kind of impossible to not know what you're dealing with. So I had a sense of whose stories we were continuing. Um I and I will say I watching and just like that first 
and then being able to watch <laughs> Sex in the City is a tr- is a real treat because you know who the characters are, but you get to see them treated with depth and respect in a way that is not yes. happening right now. Oh my god, it is it. I, you know, everybody has the exact same reaction to and just like that which is it is the biggest mess i've ever seen in my life and i've watched every episode twice well well for our show for bonus episodes in the past we have covered and just like that and people are angry sometimes at us for enjoying parts of it because they feel like it's it's hurting the original by existing but you know we're fans of horror franchises you know you 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 can't win them all Right. right and like yeah let's let's ease up on this you're ruining my childhood fucking nonsense that <laughs> yes you know, thank usually you usually for star wars and stuff it's like <laughs> come on it's all you know you can just it, none of it's real but yeah it is uh boy it's it is it is something it is something the finale the season two finale is waiting for me on max right now and i'm like <laughs> I have, trying, yeah. I have a group chat of at least two hundred. I have a group chat of at least two hundred messages that suggest it is a it is a sight to be seen. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Honestly, I have so fucking much to do today, and I am literally just thinking about knocking off and watching it, just like in the middle of the day. Um, it's it is wild. All right, well here it is. I be- I think that this episode is a battle. Between two legendary monsters, <laughs> the Loch Ness monster versus Che Diaz. Okay, so oh, your, wow. your buzzing words, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Your, your buzzing words are Nessie and Che. Great, Alexis. News. Yours is Nessie. Great, Alex. Yours is Che. Great. Um, <laughs> and and just and just before before anything else, like what you have, Sara Ramirez. Why are you trying to make? Why why the fuck are you trying to make Sara Ramirez a stand-up comedian? They can sing, they can sing. They're absolutely charming. Make Jay Diaz a cabaret star. How about oh. that? Make Jay Diaz Bridget Everett, and and that is how that is how Jay Diaz takes off. That's understand. That is something that okay. I, honestly, we could I be here it. all day. We could be here all day. Ne- wow. Nessie versus Jay. Those your buzzing words. Keep them ready as we go forward. Shaking it off, shaking it off the A J L T tension. You should see everyone. I wish you could see Dave right now. Like you could see he's been affected by this. Yeah, my shoulders are up in my ears now. Okay, let's start this show with a round we are calling Zoo or False. It was recently announced that a newly discovered species of snake was being named in honor of Harrison Ford. The Tachymenides Harrison Fordy discovered by American and Peruvian researchers who were working in the Andes Mountains. So in honor of the apparently very popular trend of naming animals after celebrities, and because Alexis B. Preston of Max Fun's Comfort Creatures is here, we thought we'd play a little game of true or false with a series of animal names that either appeared in a popular mechanics article on this very subject, or that our writers just made up. Okay, so keep your buzz in <laughs> words at the ready. Uh, buzz in if you think you know the answer. Say zoo if it's a real celebrity animal. False if it is false. <laughs> anyway, that's pretty self-explanatory. Okay. Cool. By the way, pronunciation guides were not given for these, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna do my very best. Okay. Number one, a parasitic wasp, the I Elba, named for Idris Elba. Zoo <laughs> or false? Buzz in. Nessie. Yes, Alexis. I think that's zoo. 
Zoo is true. Yes. Scientists named the wasp after Elba due to his role as the gatekeeper Heimdall. See, I need, I need pronunciation guides for this Marvel shit. In the <laughs> Thor movies, um, in hopes that the wasp would curb the population of stink bugs. Okay. Number two, a marsh rabbit, Silvilagus palustris hefneri, named for Hugh Hefner. Che. Yes, Alex. True. Zoo. You've got to say zoo. zoo. Oh, thank take you. It in. Zoo. Zoo. <laughs> yes. The rabbit was named in honor of Hugh Hefner, who donated funds to help preserve the species after much of its habitat was urbanized in the Florida Keys. Mm. Yeah. Hugh Hefner, Hugh a complicated fellow. <laughs> a complicated fellow. Florida, a complicated state. A place where Hugh Hefner can be zoo. a force for uh, morality and good. Uh, and thank you for for zooing me on that one. Okay, uh, one and one. Number three, a locust, the Anacridium oliveri, named for John Oliver. Nessie. Yes, Alexis. That's false. That is false. Wow. Good wow. Great they, shrewd. They wouldn't do that to John Oliver. They would not do that <laughs> to John Oliver. They'd name like a, a nice locust? penguin after him. Yeah, yeah. not a plague. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. a plague, no. certainly. Although, God, on Monday mornings when those fucking clips start dropping in social media feed, it does feel a bit like a plague, but anyway. Okay. Uh, all right. The Spongiforma Squartpensy, named after SpongeBob Squarepants. Oh, z- uh, Che Zoo. <laughs> zoo is true. Yes. Zoo. Yeah. It's a mushroom Heck species yeah. from Borneo that uh, I guess looks like a sea sponge. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, the... Orictolagus bilancus is a species of white rabbit named after famed Bugs Bunny voice actor Mel Blanc. Hmm. Nessie. Yes, Alexis? False. That is false. There's no evidence of any rabbit named after Mel Blanc, which seems wrong. So <laughs> It does seem wrong. Like, what, but... are we, what are we doing here if we can't do that? Yeah. Uh, okay. The Rostropia Garbo wasp, named after Greta Garbo. Che. Yes. False. No, that's Zoo. Oh, oh no. Also, also, my watch just served me up a, a Wikipedia page about Greta Garbo. I didn't ask you to do that watch. <laughs> I got a, I got a new watch. I got a new watch, and she's she's eager. She's eager to help. And sometimes I don't need her to. Sometimes I just don't need her to. Okay. Uh, Also, I feel your pain of, I think, um, 80% of uh, my being on Comfort Creatures is trying to pronounce some Latin name and halfway through going, why did I start? I should have just skipped it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah, You would think it'd be sort of fun. It's not. Mm -mm, It's not. (laughs) Uh, The wild small cat, Pardophilus Sirweberi, named after Cat's musical composer, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, Che Zhu. False. No. Cats already I feel have like that's the most names. obvious one. <laughs> uh, yeah, you would think. You would think. Nope. 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 No, if uh, if, no, if no one has if no one has seen it lately or seen it, uh, it came out last week or the week before. Julie Klausner released 
a um it's like a it's like a weird surreal tribute to silence of the lambs but she's certainly also drawing it's a song called silence Uh uh, and there's a great music video for it and she's also very clearly drawing from her love of andrew lloyd weber and cats and uh i would like to strongly encourage everyone watch this video for the andrew lloyd weber love and julie klausner love and the kate bush love and the oh my god, all of the Kate Bush vibes are yeah, tremendous. Yeah, it's very uh, Wuthering Heights. Yes, um, yes, there's a lot happening in there. I love there's it. There's a lot going on there. Julie Klausner, <laughs> American hero. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I would uh, love to see her on a flag. Oh my god, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Uh, okay, originally known as the Picus pitius, this species of Chilean flickerbirds was renamed. Colaptes Pascalis, in honor of Santiago Chile's Pedro Pascal. Messi. Yes, Alexis. Zoo. False. (gasps) It was renamed the Colaptes Piteus, but only because Picus and Colaptes genuses were merged into one. I don't don't know what I just said. (laughs) uh, Okay. I really think Uh, Pedro deserves it, is all I'm saying. I mean, he absolutely does. They should consider it. He absolutely does. A great. Uh, okay, the Corvus Hugis, a crow named after Howard Hughes. <laughs> uh, Nessie. Yes. <laughs> Alexis. Zoo. False. Ah, oh, thank goodness. Crows. Crows are known for collecting shiny things, but yeah. uh, none have yet been named after the reclusive millionaire. I wanted that um, one to be false, but I was worried it was it was zoo. So this is great. Yeah, this no. is great news. It's not true, but it is. Uh, it is a lovely sort of hearkening back to a time when uh, rich weirdos just hid from the world and <laughs> shut up and didn't and collected their stuff like Ariel collected from their Little fucking Mermaid. shit. Yeah, just collected their <laughs> shit and, and didn't didn't make a peep. That, that nice was the best back time. To, wouldn't that be just nice? Go away. Wouldn't that be nice too? They weren't. They weren't gonna go on fucking whatever skeezer.com and have a boxing match or whatever. Imagine Howard Hughes's Twitter though. I bet it was. Oh, it would have been crazy. oh I'm sure. I'm sure it would have been crazy, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Thank yeah. God. Okay, here we go. The Agaporomorphus Colberti, named after Stephen Colbert. Zoo, uh, che, zoo. Yes. Zoo. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, the Venezuelan diving beetle was named by scientists at the University of Arizona and University of New Mexico after Colbert has to be named after something cooler than a spider. I guess a diving beater, mm. beetle is cooler than a spider. Uh, I guess it depends on what it's diving into, and beetles, you just can <laughs> really tell. Uh, at the end of that round, the scores are three apiece. It is a tie. Ooh. Ooh la la. Okay. Ooh la la. What a fight. What a match. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. It is now time. For our strike proof round, we've gotten we're, we're doing this for you know until the strike is over. We would talk about movies and TV shows and stuff here usually, but we're not going to because that is not strike compliant. And we are are pro strike. We're we're with the we're with the people. We're with the, the we're with labor. Yeah. So uh, here's the deal. Here's 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 what we're doing. Okay, focus, everybody, focus. Here's what we're doing. This episode we are doing a roundabout food, right? Because if cinema is food of the eyes, then food is food of the mouth. <laughs> I say that. So every our writers, day. yeah, yeah. yeah I think we all do. I think I've heard you say that on your show, Alexis. Yeah, yeah. It's, our, it's kind of my catchphrase. It's our guiding principle. It's our <laughs> yeah. guiding principle. Okay, 
So our writers have found a list of the USA's 100 favorite foodstuffs. It was on a website called tasteatlas.com. So what is tasteatlas.com's methodology? We don't have a fucking clue. But we have decided that we trust them absolutely with all of our hearts. So, uh, okay. Also, by the way, if you don't treat the ratings here with enough respect, I will take points away from you. And I can <laughs> So here's the thing. I will name a food stuff that is found on this list. You tell me whether it is placed higher or lower on the list than the previous one. Okay. Oh. So oh, wow. yes. Okay. okay. And it's it's tricky because higher is a lower number, but you know what I mean. It's a countdown. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and obviously we would love to hear your reasoning. So we will start with the food right in the middle of the list, the pepperoni pizza. Alex, okay, we're asking you these in turn, so you don't need your buzzing words. Okay. Alex, uh, okay, so pepperoni pizza is our baseline. Okay. okay. It's it's 50. So, Alex, you are starting with chicken pot pie. Is that higher or lower than the pepperoni pizza? Higher ranked or lower ranked than the pepperoni lower pizza? Lower ranked. Lower ranked, meaning less good. Yes. Okay. And it's my, my rationale. Do you, oh, do what you is your rationale? rationale? What's yeah? Are you um, sure? I, um, I, d- I just feel like I just feel like pepperoni pizza is a more universal, modern, portable, uh, delectable stoner food than uh, than chicken pot pie, which takes uh, a lot of work. Oh, but I mean, you're not making chicken pot pie. You're like heating up a chicken pot pie. <laughs> Which is the same thing you do with pizza. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I would I make mean, a chicken have pot you pie. Done, have which you, I, you, I, really? I, you would make a pastry? Oh, for, absolutely. Definitely. Stop it. Really? I would make. I would not make a pepperoni pizza, though. I would order no, a pepperoni pizza because anyone okay. can make it better than me. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Chicken pot pie is higher rated, <gasps> but just barely. It's number 49 on the list. Oh, wow. Yeah. How about that? How about that? That's funny. There's some Alexis, they're similar. Yeah. Uh, Alexis, here is yours. Candy corn higher or lower than uh, chicken pot pie? It's it's got to be lower rated. Well, it's higher. It's all the way up at number thirty four. Candy corn. I don't understand. What? Also, I don't know if that counts as a food. I know it's it is such a chemical. Who whose list is this again? Uh, Tasteatlas.com. <laughs> never Atlas. never heard of it in my life. I'm trying to imagine a logo. I can't. Okay. Flavor <laughs> so, Alex, back to you. The BLT sandwich, higher or lower rated than candy corn, which was 30. I'm, I'm afraid it's going to be lower rated. Uh, it should be higher rated, but based on everything I've heard so far, I'm assuming it's lower rated. So you're going lower? Yes. Well, it's higher. At last, <gasps> they're talking sense at tasteatlas.com. It comes in at number 20. Ooh, she's, okay. she's top 20, wow. the BLT. Wow, okay, wow, no, wow. no points for anybody in this one so far. <laughs> Alexis, okay. you get the quintessential American food, America, America, I almost said American pie, apple mm-hmm. pie. Is apple pie rated higher or lower than the BLT sandwich, which I will remind you came in at number 20? Man, this is hard. This has yeah, yeah, all I been insane. I didn't say it was going to be easy. Um, well, it's everything's been the opposite, I think, so far. So we'll say it's lower rated. It's higher rated. Oh, man. But just barely. It's number 19. Okay. This list is okay. just things you can put in your mouth. Like, this is the, <laughs> yeah. a nonsense collection of foods. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. It totally is. Uh, okay, Alex Steed, back to you. Now, this 
we're, we're, in a, we're in a pie rivalry. Is the pecan pie higher rated or lower rated than the apple pie? Lower rated. At last, you have oh. scored a point in this round. It comes in at number 41. Personally, I do it higher rated, but it's so regional, I would assume that yeah. it would get a lower rating. Yeah, I think a good pecan pie, though. There's not much that's better. So good. So good. So So good. (laughs) Uh, Alexis Preston, it is now for you to guess whether the snickerdoodle rates higher or lower than pecan pie at number 41. I think it rates higher. It rates just barely lower. It comes in at number 43. Number 43. Okay, we're going to stay in the baked goods area. Alex Steed, is the graham cracker higher or lower than the snickerdoodle? (laughs) Higher. It's lower. It comes in at number 45. This is nuts. (laughs) I know. That's tasteatlas.com for you. Okay, Alexis Preston, back to you. And this is tricky. Okay. The s'more. The s'more. Now, the s'more... Cannot exist without the graham cracker. Right, yeah. But is it rated higher or lower on the field of Taste Atlas battle? Okay. Well, first, sorry, I'm composing my angry letter to Taste Atlas, but uh, <laughs> it's it's higher. S'mores are better than just graham crackers. It is higher. It's at number Thank 21. God. Just barely misses the top oh, 20. Man. The s'more. Okay. Uh, Alex, I can't believe the pepperoni pizza is 50. I know, I know, I know. This is like, this is true. This site must just be like social media intern, the website. If I like, if I met somebody and was like, hey, do me a favor. Name 20 of your favorite foods in pepperoni. Oh, maybe the pepperoni is the thing. But if pizza wasn't on that list, I would, I yeah. would think that maybe that they were a robot. Yeah, you can't trust them. And candy corn was higher? <laughs> Yes. Candy corn was I like in love the 30s candy or something. <laughs> I actually kind of like candy corn too. I don't see the reason for all the hate around candy. No, but I just um, it's. I guess it just doesn't count as a food to me. That's the part that's really sticking yeah. out to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is more of a more of a, a paste. It's a, an, <laughs> a, a epoxy. It's a hard paste. It's a hard paste. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a paste that has been molded. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. So uh, we have established s'mores. We're number 21. Alex Steed, mm. mac and cheese rated higher or lower? Higher than s'mores. It is higher. It is higher. We finally have something in the top 10. It's at number seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A universal, a, a universal food. Uh, a universal food. A universal food. Exactly correct. Alexis Preston, the final one is for you. The tuna sandwich, higher or lower than the mac and cheese? Lower. Not tuna melt, a tuna sandwich. Two sandwiches. Lower? Lower, yeah. It is lower. It is, in fact, number 100 on the list. God. That's the only one that makes sense. Yes. (laughs) Tuna sandwich is totally fine. It's on the list, but just barely. It's hanging on. All right. It's it's so, a crazy proposition. It's just canned fish in Maine. It's like that's yeah, oh God. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, a tuna melt. I'm not mad at a tuna oh, melt. The best. Yeah, the best. Uh, okay. So for a bonus point, can you each guess what is at the top of the list? You can each have a guess. My guess is hamburger. Ooh, I'm gonna. Alex? I'm. I love that guess because I'm in the same family. I'm gonna channel my great friend Jamie Loftus and suggest that it's a hot dog. 
Mm. Alexis is correct. And as a matter wow. of fact, you're, you're really correct because the burger narrowly beat out the cheeseburger, which is number two. Just a dry burger? plain dry burger? <laughs> the fuck is this? What is this with no world? cheese? This is a raw dogging with no bird. cheese. That's gross. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. I Alexis, congratulations. Thank I love you. No choices. Yeah, and that actually, that broke the tie. Alexis, you now have six. <sighs> Alex has five. Oh, we're no. Gonna take, we're going to take a little break. We're going to go for a dry hamburger <laughs> like we all love more than any other food in America. We'll chase I'll it with some back. candy corn. Yes, we will on the side. Mm. Uh, do you dip your candy corn in uh, mayonnaise or ketchup? <laughs> ketchup. I one time had too many. I one time had too many Brock's candies, which are I think candy corn is a Brock's candy, uh, for for Easter and threw up all that day. So I can't touch that kind of candy. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. That's fair. But I it it would be ketchup. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, you're both wrong on that one. It would be mayo. All right. We'll be right back with more troubled waters after this. All right, my friend, fall is just around the corner. It is a very busy time, but it is also, can we agree, a very yummy time. Some, some pumpkin, some, some sweet potato, some yams. Some might say that's the same thing. That's really up to the individual user to decide. Some nutmeg, you get it, fall flavors are just around the corner. You might be looking for some wholesome, convenient, healthy Meals with fresh ingredients to put into your jam-packed autumn days. And Factor has got you covered. They are America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. They can help you fuel up fast. Chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You will save time, you will eat well, and you will stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Yum, yum. Good meals, you stick them in the microwave, and they are, I mean... Last week, I had like a turkey chili with some zucchini on the side. There was like a chipotle crema to put over the top. I could not have made anything better myself, to be honest with you. And the carb count was nice and low. Didn't have to feel logy for the rest of the day. This August, get Factor and enjoy eating well without all of the hassle. Just choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed Meals delivered to your door. Ready in just a couple minutes. No prep, no mess, no muss, no fuss. Level up with gourmet plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Or you can treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, truffle butter, leeks, asparagus. Oh, also, lunch to go is a great way for you to keep your energy up. They give you a Wholesome meals like grain bowls, salad toppers. They're just ready to eat when you're on the go. You don't even have to put them in the microwave. Delicious. Factor. Go to factormeals.com slash troubledwaters50 and use code troubledwaters50 to get 50% off. That is code troubledwaters50 at factormeals.com slash troubledwaters50 to get 50% off. Factor. The Greatest Generation, Maximum Fun's irreverent, filthy mouth Star Trek podcast is a big deal. How big? It's the only Star Trek podcast big enough to have a live show tour, and we are inviting all Star Trek fans and Max Funsters everywhere. We're calling it the Share Your Embarrassment Tour. 
we're going to celebrate and roast Star Trek V. That's the one where they kill God. We're going to be in a bunch of cities, and greatestgentour.com has all the info and ticket links. That's greatestgentour.com for dates and ticketing info for the Share Your Embarrassment Tour. Come share your embarrassment with us. And grow stronger from the sharing. Well, hi. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am Dave Holmes. I will be your host. And I have been up until this point. Uh, with us as contestants are Alexis Preston and Alex Steed. We're going we're gonna to shake that weird American food category <laughs> just off. We're going to shake it off. Mm. We're going to put it in the fridge. Okay. And then after a couple of weeks, we're going to throw it away. Um, <laughs> and we're going to get into our next round, which is called Dusty or Polished. Now, uh, Taylor Swift has just announced the eventual release of 1989, Taylor's version. She has proven once again, she has the power to make fans more interested in working out some hidden clues and secret meetings than just about anybody since Nostradamus. This time around, her fans have taken to TikTok to analyze the similarities between her 1989 announcement and how it possibly connects to the work of British recording legend and, frankly, often overlooked sapphic icon and woman who named her cat as the benefactor in her will, Dusty Springfield. Gaylers and uh, Swiftologists, we see you, we support you, and we are excited. You have given us the chance to raise a glass to Dusty Springfield in that spirit. (laughs) We are asking our guests whether they can recognize a Dusty Springfield song. So we have compiled a list of tracks by Dusty Springfield. We have mixed in some works from some other lesser female recording artists. You will have to buzz in and tell us Dusty if it's a Dusty Springfield song. If it is not, polished. Dusty or polished. Okay. And if you can name the singer, a bonus point. All right, number one. Jay. Jay, Alex. Uh, polished. No, that was Dusty. Oh, God. Bad start. That was a really bad start. That was like... With such confidence. With so much confidence. And like such a Dusty Springfield song. Like really, if you had to name a Dusty Springfield song, it would probably be this one. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You did just drop your whole phone. I I dropped my whole phone as a result. (laughs) That was You Don't Have to Say You Love Me. Uh, Yeah, perhaps the defining Dusty Springfield song. Let us... Move forward with number two. These boots are made for walking. And that's Jay. They- yes, Alex. Uh, that is polished because that's Nancy Sinatra. Okay, two points to you. As promised, you, that was Nancy Sinatra. These boots are made for walking. Uh, the, the, I mean, I guess it was too early to be called a proper music video, but there was sort of an accompanying film uh, that came with that song. Have you ever seen it? Have either of you ever yes. seen it? No, I, I have don't think so. Oh my God. It is truly some of the most awkward dancing <laughs> you will ever see. And I'm, I'm a Nancy Sinatra apologist. I love her, but, yeah. uh, but it's, it is, it's rough stuff. It's rough stuff. Okay. Uh, number three. Nessie. Uh, Alexis. Uh, uh, polished. Polished. Who was it? I don't know. Mm. I wish I That's did. A tough I, one. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, we all wish you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was Mary Wells. Mary Wells. My guy. But you do get a point for that one. And we're back to a tie. All right, number four. Messy. Yes, Alexis. That's Dusty. That is Dusty. I only want to be with you. A classic. Well, they're all classics. All right, number five. Oh, Alex. That is Dusty. That sure is Dusty, son of a preacher man. Uh, phew. Yeah, honestly. You, th- you think you just dropped your phone? I would have thrown my whole laptop in the <laughs> What I have enjoyed about this this show, Dave, is like your, you get frustrated sometimes when people don't sometimes, know things. I love that. So- I start frustrated. <laughs> I love that. Uh, well, thank you. It is my resting state. Uh, okay. Number six. Jay. Jay. Alex. Uh, n- uh, polished. Polished. Who was it? I Come think on. it's, I, I know this because I just listened to this song recently, but I'm not. No, uh, I don't know. I don't I mean, know. You don't lose anything by guessing. Um, I still don't know. I was <laughs> so bad, Alex. <laughs> I was going to, is it, is that a Bond song? It's not. It sounds like a Bond song for sure. But is it, it is, something? It's, it's sung, sung by, by a, someone who has sung a Bond song. Some might say more than one. Oh, God. Is it? It's not. What is Catwoman's name? Eartha Kitt? It's not Eartha Kitt. No, no it's not Eartha Kitt. I don't know who it is. It was Shirley Bassey. Dame Shirley Oh, Bassey, yes. That's where, that's, where that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Yep. It's Dame yep. Shirley Bassey. Dame Shirley Bassey. Uh, yeah. My, my, yeah. My, the best. The best. And I'm sorry that I didn't remember your name, Dame. Well, uh, you can take comfort in the fact that she is absolutely not listening. Oh, although, what if she is? What if she is? That'd be fun. That'd be a fun Aww. twist. Uh, okay, number seven. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When Nessie? Yes, Alexis? Is that polished? Polished is correct, but who was it? Oh, I know. Uh, you know who it was? Uh, yeah, well, I think I but know it's, it is. It is. It is. It's not my Alexis turn. may guess <laughs> at this point. Man. Five. It's, it's really painful when you four, know the song well and you're just like. Three. I don't know. Two. But one. Alex knows. Alex? Is it Leslie Gore? Oh, no. Oh. Oh, shoot. No. It was Petula Clark. Oh, of course. Petula Clark. Uh, That's me and and Pop. Great name. Great Great name. So close to Petulant Clark. (laughs) (laughs) Which would be maybe a good drag name. I was just saying, drag Uh, name for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number eight. Planning and dreaming each night of his charms that won't get you into. Che. Yes, Alex. I'm going to guess that's Dusty. That is Dusty. Point to you. Wishing and hoping. Dusty Springfield, number nine. Yes, Alexis. Polished. Dusty. That's Dusty. That's Dusty. 
I'm realizing how much spooky. dusty and dusty adjacent singers live in the Quentin Tarantino imagination now. So <laughs> very much. So much. And can I'm you blame learning. him? The range no. of dusty is wild. Yeah, I'm learning. Dynamic. Yeah. I was like, could that also be dusty? Dusty did it all. Dusty did it all. Finally, number 10. You don't own me. <laughs> uh, Nessie. Yes, Alexis. That's not dusty. That's polished. That is polished. Who is it? Uh, that is. Oh, she just passed away. Um. Oh man. Five. Four, oh man. Three. No. Two. You don't own me. One. It's not Smith. Ding ding ding. It's, who is it? No. Alex. It's I Leslie Gore. It's Leslie Gore, isn't it? Is it is Leslie, Leslie Gore. Gore. It's Leslie it is Leslie Gore. Oh. It's Leslie Gore. <laughs> It's outside of the window, but I'm going to give it to you anyway because I'm feeling it. That's generous. Great. Now, see, that was a little bit of a curveball, you see, because if you went to the Eras tour, uh, a cover of You Don't Own Me by Leslie Gore by Dusty Springfield is the last song played over the PA system right before Taylor takes the stage. Wow. I, myself, I myself did not find the $4,000 in my couch cushions to go to <laughs> SoFi Stadium and see the Eras tour, but uh, here it was great. Okay. At the end of that round... Alexis Preston is in a slight lead with 11. Jay Diaz and therefore Alex D just behind with 10. We're going to take another break. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters right after this. Hi, I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Teresa McElroy. And we're the hosts of Schmanners. If you're looking for a good place to jump into our show, uh, we really recommend either the Playgrounds episode or the Job Interviews episode. Or if you want to go way back, you can check out the episode where we compare the differences between afternoon tea and high tea. So check out those episodes and new episodes every Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Alexis Preston and Alex Steed. They are separated by one point. Uh, tell me about your podcast real quick. Uh, Comfort Creatures, Alexis. Yes. Um, Comfort Creatures is a podcast by myself and my co-host, Ella McLeod, who is based mm-hmm. in London. It is about any creature that you find comfort in. That That's your pets. That's your cats, your dogs. But also, occasionally, we, we love a fantastical creature. Um, you know, a, a Loch Ness Monster, a unicorn. Um and it's also, we love animal trivia, anything that, um, if you're ever at a party and you're like, all these people are talking about, you know, the Taylor Swift tour, but like, I really want them to know that koalas have an extra thumb. Mm. It's for you. Like that, that, great. if that resonates with you, our show <laughs> is for you. Great. Great. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Uh, Alex, tell me about You Are Good. You are good. We uh, we call a feelings podcast about movies, and uh, we we talk about therapy related stuff and wellness and feelings and uh, baggage and all of that by way of talking about pop culture because it's easier than uh, attacking those things head on. Great, God, these are both right up my alley. Love it, <laughs> love it. Glad you're here. And okay. I just want to say one one yes. quick plug. We're having a live event, uh, two live events, one on the 7th and one on the 8th in Los Angeles. So if Ooh. you want to come see us in real time, we're, we'll be there. Nice. Okay. Where can we find info on this? Um, at uh, any of our social medias. You are good pod. Great. Thank you. All right. Let's get into our final round. 
It is called Pet Project. We are, Ooh. yeah, this is, this is a, we're starting with an animal round. We're finishing with an animal round. We are not rigging the show for Alexis B. Preston. And if we were, mm. frankly, I would expect her to be ahead by more than one point. So there's yeah. your proof right there. Yeah. Uh, knowledge of animals will not really give you any advantage in this round because it's not about what you know. It's about how well you sell what you may or may not know. That's really kind of the name of the game in America, isn't it? When it comes to pets, <laughs> it is the same old candidates that people always take into their homes. It's dogs, it's cats, it's gerbils that uh, worm their way into people's hearts. And never, you know, let's say worms. So to finish this show, I am looking to get a pet. My, my guy Finbar gets a little bit lonely sometimes. So you have to sell me an awful animal and persuade me that it is the perfect thing for me to keep as a pet. I will give you the animal. You will have 90 seconds to make your case. Alexis, mm -hmm. you are up first. And okay. you have 90 seconds to sell me on why I should adopt a grizzly bear. They can be up to eight feet tall. They weigh 800 pounds. They will raid your picnic basket. Why should I take one into my home? Your time starts now. Great. I'm so glad this is my choice. So, hmm. first of all, grizzly bear, the classically cutest animal but why would we have so many teddy bears if grizzly bears weren't the cutest animal they are the default cute animal so you got that going for you if you get this this as a cub you're good they're 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 ready to be in the family you can get them it's going to be so cute when you get it a twin size bed and you get to tuck it in at night like a little human guy and it puts its paws over the top you're gonna love that i just learned about a uh bear that fought in world war ii it was one of the troops. It was actually, it's like a ranking member of the Polish army. And that bear drank beer and ate cigarettes and had a great time. <laughs> so not only are you getting a pet, you are potentially getting a drinking buddy, a companion, someone to go literally to war with you. Wow. Um, a, a literal ride or die, I would say. Wow. Wow. What if I don't get one as a cup? Oh, if you don't get, that's totally fine. It's just going to take longer to acclimate. Uh, you got to, you know, you got to move slow, much like if you were getting a cat, you kind of got to let it sniff you and then wait. And worst case scenario, very, very worst case scenario. Um, you, you have uh, that thing that happens in that documentary about the guy that in, but then you're famous. You're famous forever. <laughs> okay. And that's okay. Nice. I'm, yeah. I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah. You're a legend. I mean, mauled to death but mm -hmm. famous okay yeah. all right that is a four point answer on why yeah, i should take in a grizzly bear um you know honestly the point about the teddy bear well taken well taken thank you are you suggesting alexis that if you don't support grizzly bears you don't support the troops oh yeah <laughs> yeah Great. oh yeah Got it. and this yeah. is world war ii so it's also a little anti-semitic mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh alex we turn to you Yes. Tell me why I should adopt a pet mosquito. They are tiny. Oh they are gosh. tiny. They suck blood. They spread Zika. Uh, they leave itchy, terrible marks. They buzz past your ear and wake you up when you're trying to take a nice nap in the middle of the day. Why would it make a great pet? Your time starts now. I'm from Maine, uh, where mosquitoes are said to be the Maine state bird. So mm -hmm. first, you can get a lot of great mosquito-related merch that has a drunken-looking mosquito on it full of blood that says state bird. And I think that that's tremendous if you like to have merch that corresponds <laughs> with your pet. Uh, the other, another reason is mosquitoes make 
a, a wonderful high frequency noise. So if you're the type of person who can't do things without hearing a little melody going on in the background, a mosquito is definitely for you. Mosquitoes also, as you said, <laughs> uh, uh, pass around various diseases and maladies. But if you work out a relationship with your mosquito where they have a loyalty to you, you can then sick that mosquito on all of your enemies and give them the diseases that they all deserve. So if you're a vindictive, strange person, uh, you can do that. How might you do that? Oh, but the training, you know, the same way that you train your pets as is you uh, have a, have one of those clickers and you uh, uh, reward them for good behavior. You penalize them for bad or you ignore their bad behavior um, and, uh, you know, just come up with a with an agreement. You want to live here in this lovely, humid bog. Um, you have to do some of my bidding. Wow. OK, you st- you've got time left yeah. on the uh Okay, so yeah, I think I think in general, also, if you everybody has a cat, everybody has a dog, but you, my friend, could have a loyal mosquito, and I don't see why you wouldn't. If you don't, uh, maybe you're you're biased and prejudiced against mosquitoes, and that's not cool. Wow. Okay, that was a three point answer. Uh, I do. I, I love. I love some branding. I love a t shirt. Uh, I love smiting my enemies with disease. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, they're like, we have fucking mosquitoes in Los Angeles now and we never did. And we are, I am, I am worried that the recent rains will leave more stagnant pools of water Mm -hmm. that will lead Mm -hmm. to more mosquitoes. I get them in my office sometimes. I will say this year they are dumb. I don't know if you've so found I'm this being, to be true. Are you saying I'm being penalized because Los Angeles does not yet have a grizzly bear infestation? Mm. <laughs> yes, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I yeah. that's told fair. you that that's this would totally not be fair. fair. <laughs> uh, no, but no, this right. year, you're this right. year I am I am swatting the shit out of them. They are dumb and slow this year. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what happened, but they're, yeah, they're much more, they're, they're swattable this year. And boy, is that satisfying. That's good. I would like to see somebody with a pet mosquito, but I want to see it like tied to a little string. Yes, same. Mm, like the flea, like yes. the flea circle. Yes. yes, I desperately want that. So yeah, love that. Yeah. Oh, at the at the mosquito park, which yeah. I did not go to. <laughs> uh, okay, you just get one more. Alexis, back to you. Persuade me to buy a slug. Slimy little gastropod oh. leaves a gooey trail. Eats mm-hmm. your vegetables. Why is it the perfect animal companion? Your time starts now. Okay. So, first of all. Very easy, very low maintenance. You know, if you're someone that likes to travel, if you, you know, if you if you are worried about the commitment of a pet that needs you a lot, this guy, you can feed him your scraps. Like you said, he eats vegetables, but that includes the parts of the vegetables that you don't want. So you can throw that that in his little enclosure and bada bing, bada boom. Speaking of enclosure, the adorable enclosures that you could provide for this snail, the, the options are pretty, pretty big. You could make a tiny bed and breakfast that your snail lives in. Maybe he lives in the desert and he's got a little cowboy, you know, he's got a little ranch. You have a little snail ranch and you wrangle him. And this could also lead to other interesting insects and things in that. And soon you've got a whole farm. It's adorable. You put that on. You put that on social media. That's a great TikTok feed. (laughs) Again, you're famous. You're a legend for a new reason. And this time you don't have to get mauled to be famous. You're famous for your incredible um, snail farm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Really playing on my vanity here, and that's <laughs> that's never a bad idea. That is a three-point answer. Yeah, okay. I can get rid of some. Uh, you know, I could. I, I'm not going to probably figure out how composting works. So this is a yeah. good way. Oh, to get rid do, of some uh, of my food one more waste. thing is you could put a tiny yeah. hat on the snail. 
<gasps> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Never mind. That's a four point. That's a four point answer. Got it. Four point answer. Okay, I forgot about the little hats. Forgot about the little tiny hats. Okay, all right. Very persuasive. Back to you, Alex. Finally, tell me why I should get a humpback anglerfish. Ooh, are they ugly? Huge spiny teeth. Those old lure things dangling from a protrusion in the front of their face tracks prey, and then they munch on them. They live at depths of a hundred to fifteen hundred meters under the sea. Why would owning one of those little fellas improve my life? Your time starts now. Well, th- this is a great question. Do you want something that no one else has? Then I would recommend this fish. So first of all, you're going to need to live in a place. I'm assuming, Dave, that you are a person who lives in a place that has at least uh, 100 to 200 feet of clearance for a specialized aquarium for this fish. <laughs> it's a great way to show off your uh, uh, affluence. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to show off your taste in a way that uh, nobody else uh, nobody else can. And if the power ever goes out, which it does sometimes for the occasional uh, hurricane or earthquake or hurricane and earthquake at the same exact time, um, you, have a, you have a fish that is able to light up the room with its uh mm. with its little bulb in front of its head and i think that that is a uh, that's something that's great it would make your living room look fantastic it's an excellent conversation piece i don't know if you are as bad at small talk as i can be but you can talk about this fish for hours and uh i would highly recommend it as far as little hats go you're kind of screwed in that department because you're in the water but i think maybe you could put some overalls on it or uh, uh little flippers uh for uh, for some flair mm, okay so hats don't work underwater but overalls do interesting theory <laughs> yeah so you can strap them to the body mm-hmm. i see okay <laughs> Strap him to the, the, the body of the fish. Okay. You can strap him to the body. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't right. know exactly what they eat, so I don't know if you can get rid of anything by way of putting it in the tank. But uh, but again, just if you want a thing that no one else has that can also light up your room, uh, it's time for the humpback angler. Okay. It is uh, a, a pet for the truly original and socially awkward. A four-point answer for you. Let me do scores here. Oh, my goodness. Was this a close one? We have a winner with 19 points, Alexis Preston. And therefore, the Loch Ness Monster uh, does... Jay loses again. Jay loses (laughs) once again. It's back to the pet uh, hospital... With you, like yeah, back to the back to cameos in pet hospitals. You can only ever be a very famous comedian or work in a pet shelter. Yeah, it just nothing makes sense in this world. Nothing makes sense in this world. Anyway, all right. Congratulations, truly, to both of you, and really to all of us, because uh, you know we'll find out whether the Loch Ness monster is real and whether Samantha is going to have a bigger part in uh, season three. Okay. Just like that. There's a lot of, lot of interesting information in our future. Okay, it is now time for plugs. Let us know what you are working on yourselves. And then to write the karmic balance in the universe, something someone else made that you want the whole wide world to know about. Alexis, we'll start with you. As we mentioned before, please check out Comfort Creatures. Um, you learned things like uh, the anglerfish is also a feminist icon. Those are the females. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So those crazy oh. ones you see, those are the females. The males uh, attach to the female and form testicles and she sell, like um, produces on her own. Wow. Um, fascinating animal. Uh, so please check that out. It's here on the MaxFun Network. Um, and my plug for something else. I love the book. Piranesi by Susanna Clark. If 
you've not read that, check it out. It's fairly short. I don't know if I said the name right. I'm realizing for the first time that I don't think I've ever said it out loud, but mm. check it out. Okay. It's fantastic. Grand. Thank you. Alex? You are good at feelings podcast about movies. Like I said, we talk about uh, we talk about feelings and things that you might touch on in therapy, but we do it in a roundabout way so it doesn't feel so confrontational in talking about a uh, popular culture. And then for uh, my things that are not my things, I mentioned it earlier, but Jamie Loftus has a book about hot dogs called Raw Dog that is uh, as much about hot dogs as it is about the country and labor and uh, organizing and all sorts of different things. So I'd highly recommend that. And again, Julie Klausner's song silence, check out the music video. If you haven't, it's tremendous. Fantastic. Also, Julie Klausner gave an interview to vulture about Horowitz and Spencer, who were a (laughs) a cabaret duo who were on stairway to stardom, a a, a long Island uh, cable access show. In the 1980s, Horowitz and Spencer, just look them up on YouTube and watch their performances. They're so crazy. Uh, and uh, I have been saving that Julie Klausner interview. Like, I just found out about it. And I was like, you know what? That'll be, we'll get through, th- through this. And I'll, it'll be lunchtime. And I'll get into Julie Klausner and Horowitz and Spencer. Uh, I, the best. And if you I, haven't yeah. watched Stairway to Stardom, people, oh you God. have hours ahead of you <laughs> oh, of joy. So much fun. Precious Taft, forget it. Yes. Uh, okay. Stairway to stardom is my plug, uh, this week. All right. Alexis Preston, Alex Steed, thank you so much for playing Troubled Waters and you there with the headphones. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. Goodbye. You have been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Alexis Preston make a noise. Woo! Alex Steed. Oh, that was weird. Our theme music is USA vs. White Noise by Lady Tron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Christian Duenas and Laura Swisher. Bye, y'all. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.